rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo, 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 yo. So many buttons to push. What the hell is going on? My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for hanging out. We meet here a lot whenever I feel like having a show, which is... I try to have a show as much as possible. So if you become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin, that will help us have a daily show at a set time. I'm just looking for the wire. Where the hell is my wire? Um, Other than that, we have a set time on Saturday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Verdant Square Radio, FYI Nation. Give the show a good review on iTunes. And Rockfin, you can join Rockfin. You don't have to pay. You could be you could become a member of Rockfin. There's also but then there's also premium stuff that you will have access to if you join their premium service so go to rockfin.com and sign up follow me at rockfin that helps get us that helps grow the show even if you don't want to pay you might find yourself um, wanting to invest in rockfin all right and then you'll have access to exclusive shows um, from lee camp and jimmy Dore and a whole bunch of other great liberal talk shows Oh, my hair. Oh, my God. Poppy Champlin is in the chat room on YouTube. What the hell? If I had known Poppy, I would have set up the phone lines. You know what I mean? I would have said, Poppy, call in. But I didn't set the phone lines up. So we'll have to do it another day. All right. What do you think about that? But if you're on any other platform and you want to hang out... In the chat room, go to youtube.com slash C for channel slash RDT Daily Media. All right. And then you can hang out with Poppy Champlin, who is a famous comedian. She's had her own logo special. She's been on Oprah. She is the real deal. She's funny as hell and awesome and an awesome person. So go in there and hang out with someone cool during a pandemic. Who the hell? What the hell? All right. So two more days, less than two days until America is great again. Now, um, it, it's got, it's in the right direction, going in the right direction, even though when we finally get Joe Biden inaugurated safely, hopefully, uh, it, we have our work to we have our work cut out for us then we really have to push these democrats where they need to go they need to become the party of fdr again and not the party of panderers who quote ronald f and reagan it's enough the reason we're in this boat the reason the morons got a a foothold and their dim Fuhrer became the president despite receiving fewer votes is because of the income disparity and upward immobility that cannot be denied anymore. 
They're not even denying it on corporate media. That's how we know it's, uh, you know, I don't know. That's how we know what? That uh, it can't be denied. No, they're not even, well, it's not like Trump. You see, Trump would just lie about it. He exploited the um, the the feelings the that people the the American people understand that they've been they've been sold a bill of goods, but the right wingers deflect their blame. They use it as a deflection tactic to divide and conquer, especially along racial lines. So. On corporate media, I, I think we have, here's the thing, what am I trying to say? Um, so I guess I'm still formulating this thought a little bit, but they, we have our, the best opportunity to actually make some positive change for this country, probably in my entire lifetime. Nobody can deny the bullshit anymore. That trickle down was a goddamn scam they're not even denying it on corporate media they're saying oh well we thought it would trickle down and we were wrong they they knew they were what do you mean they we were wrong they're not stupid they knew it was a tactic to funnel more money and power into the arms of the rich and this is what actually i i want to remind everybody that on the 27th which is a week from Wednesday, the, the week after Joe Biden will be inaugurated, um, is inaugurated and safely ensconced in the White House, getting that stench, that orange tacky stench out. We will, uh, we're going to have a conversation. We, we, me, we, why do I keep saying we, me, myself, and I. We'll have a con- well. You're in it too because you'll be you'll be here watching, and you can ask questions on the chat, and I can ask Tom. But Tom Hartman's gonna be on the show. We're gonna be discussing his new book, "The Hidden History of Oligarchy, of American Oligarchy." And I was reading the book, and it's a it's great. It, and I feel as I'm reading it, I'm saying to myself. Uh, I wish that everybody would read this book. This is required reading, and I uh, I can't recommend it enough because he goes through the history of the different the 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 two other major times in the in our short history as a country when the oligarchy attempted to overthrow the democracy. We are now in the third time. So, and they've never been closer to ensconcing themselves. Is that a word? Ensconce? Ensconch? Ensconching themselves in, in power forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. And thank you, Poppy, for your super chat. That's very nice of you. Both of you. But... All right, let me get back into, what was I saying? Yes, yeah, so Tom Hartman will be on the show on um, Wednesday evening, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to have an, a conversation, and I can't wait. I'm nervous about it, too, because Tom, I did, I have, um, I've spoken to Tom before. You guys know, I don't know him, 
as a friend or anything. He's an acquaintance. I went out to dinner with him, with Mike Malloy and his lovely wife, Louise. And that's basically it. We had a nice conversation about everything that was going on at the time. But this was before the Trump nightmare. So that's how long ago it was. It was probably... Um, it was at one of those radio rows that I did with Mike Malloy. I used to help him field produce his show when they when we had uh, when he had to go to Washington for for these radio row events. And yeah, so Mike and well, he basically invited Mike to dinner, and I was there, so I got the sympathy invite. <laughs> oh, the polite invite. Whatever. It was It was good. And he paid. He paid for dinner. What can you say? It was a nice time. All right. And he's also, I mean, he's just a great mind. And he's got a really large listenership, which is great for somebody like him who is on the right side of history. He understands what needs to be done and what the problem is. He's not one of these corporate Dems thinking that push putting people of different races or whatever, even though race is a construct, but people with darker pigment into different roles is the policy. That really gets on my nerves. It's fine. Yes, it's great. I love that. The that Joe Biden's cabinet that he promises it that it will look like America, and that matters. That it means it it means a lot. It says a lot about who we are. When what what Twitler did, shoving all these white cracker bastards into all over the oh, every judgeship. Well, I, I don't I can't remember the statistic right off of the top of my head, but. He rolled back progress 50 years, at least, by, by pushing old white men. Old white men. Well, some young, too. They all had to be lick spittles. But, yes, the younger the better for the judges because they want to overthrow. Because, really, think about it. They're, doing, they're playing the long game, as they always have. They get it. They want to overthrow democracy. It's That's the game here. And it's exactly what Tom talks about in his book about the hidden history of American oligarchy. It shouldn't be hidden. We need to get out of denial. They, uh, yes, we've, our, our democracy has always been aspirational. It's never been, um, you know, it's never been... 100% functional. And thank you, Resin Rebel, for your super chat. Yeah. I know Jim on the chat says, very prolific writer, Tom Hartman. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. How does he do it? Really? Because I can barely write a damn blog post and do everything else I have to do. How does he do his radio show and then write 10 books on the weekend all right and have a life or sleep as well you do need sleep i wish i didn't need sleep because i figured i'll be sleeping a long time one day you know what i mean and that'll be enough sleep but and there's so much work to do 
Yes. All right. Let's 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 get into it. My name is Tara Devlin. Again, if you're new, this is unapologetic liberal talk. And thanks. We need it. We welcome to it. I know one good thing is that I do notice that we're getting a lot more followers and listeners and and that's good. So how does one do a super chat? Karen Klein says on the on Facebook. Well, you have to go to YouTube. Karen first let me say it's a YouTube thing where you can kind of send tips or whatever in I don't know it's called the super chat and then you can add a little emoji or something cute I'll put the link to YouTube if you want to join us on YouTube that's where most of the people are most of the audience is hanging out on YouTube all right, so today, okay, today is MLK Day, and naturally that means that Republicans will dust off their most appropriate, least offensive Martin Luther King Jr. quotes as they whitewash his memory and his, his dream. What was MLK's dream? If I, if I hear about MLK's dream... That little black men and black men, not little black men, little black boys and little white girls can all hang out together or whatever the hell. That's not the dream. That's great. That's part of it. He, his dream, the re- they didn't shoot him because he was like, can't we all just get along? That's not the dream. That's part of it. Uh, and that's the part that they can accept. Well, we all agree. Don't we all agree that everybody should get along? His, his dream was economic and social justice. And he made no bones about it. Economic, racial justice was economic justice and social justice. That's why Republicans hate it. All you got to do, let's go. Well, actually, now I'm thinking about this. Let's just look here. Social justice. That's one of the boogie men of the right right now. Just social justice. They rail about it on Fox News. Don't let them fool you about social justice. I remember sitting here, Laura Ingram warns. Right-wing media spread a false social justice so they, to them, social justice is the camel's nose under the tent. They don't want anybody to talk about social justice. Especially, well, they also don't want people to talk about economic justice. They want you, me, and the rest of the, the plebeians to be nice and divided, especially along racial lines. That's the worst thing they, they can endure for their ultimate agenda destroying democracy once and for all for the oligarchy because they're the ones who buy the politicians and corrupt government that way. Ted Cruz and the rest of these, Josh Harley, all of them, they are agents of oligarchy. Make no mistake. And the idiots who storm the Capitol, they're the dupes. They're the useless idiots. Who, Jay Gould, he wrote or said that uh, 
he could hire one half of the working class to kill the other half. That's who Jay Gould was talking about. They don't know how stupid they are. That's what makes them dangerous. And it's also why there is no, there's no finding common ground with these people. There must, there's no justice, no peace. That's for sure. There has to be justice. Then you heal. If you have an infection, and like our body politic is infected and, and infested with the sickness, this racist-ass moronity running rampant through the streets, threatening the democratic system, when, if you have an infection, what do you do? You have to, you got to root it out first. Then you start to heal. You don't allow the infection to take hold because it's going to kill you. Just like that. Just like the pandemic, the virus spreading unchecked across this country, thanks to the con man and the rest of his monsters. I mean, all of them are monsters. They Really? No, no. It's not, um, it's not just being hyperbolic. They are monsters. They, they, you, you're going to tell me that Ted Cruz doesn't know that the pandemic is dangerous? That he didn't know? That he doesn't know that wearing a mask is probably the best and easiest, most effective way to slow down the spread? You, you're telling me he didn't know that? He knew that. They all knew it because they all got classified briefings about it. Before. Before we got it, we didn't get any briefings. They came out of those classified briefings and made insider trade deals. That's what they did. They told their rich donors, the oligarchs who they work for, that, oh, this shit's real. It's coming. You better be careful. And while they told you and me and the idiots who cheer them that it was going to disappear like a dream. Now, the only thing disappearing like a dream was is your, your neighbors, your friends, your family members. When you look around, say, Jesus Christ, four months ago, there were 400,000 more of us. What happened? Who allows, what president, what so-called leader allows 400,000 people to die without consequences? And, and these morons continue to cheer him? That's not a political party anymore. That's a sickness. And it needs to be rooted out before there's any healing. Give me a break. And, and we know for the next four years and into if Joe Biden, I, he says he might not run again. Who the hell knows? Into President Kamala Harris's term. We're going to hear every time they want to do something to a actually help the United States move forward and become a more perfect union. They're going to start crying uh, about healing and uh, oh, oh, well, they'll also cry socialism as well. They're already starting. They're, uh, what Joe Biden's trying to do to catch up to the rest of the world, I mean, the whole world is looking at this country 
um, uh, with their mouths agape. Well, all the normal, the Western democracy, the normal world, the autocracies, our enemies, those who want this country, this this beacon, supposedly, of democracy to fail so they can point to it and say, look, it doesn't work. That's what Putin's doing. All of they, they're using this as propaganda. As of course, why wouldn't they? See, democracies don't work. But thank, thank your Republican enablers, your Republican representatives, your fellow Republican, that your your Republican mama, or. Your neighbor, your your uh, post office worker—I that always gets me. Just an aside, as post as far as uh, postal workers go, because my mother, after she was a nun, she was a postal worker, and I have a lot of family members who worked for the post office, and I never understood how anybody who worked for the post office could be a Republican, but of course they are. Of course, even though the Republicans destroy, try, they've been my entire life, they've been trying to destroy the post office and undermine the post office and, you know, that whole poison, poison pill bill that requires the post office to pay 75 years of health benefits for people who haven't even been born yet. Strapping the post office with this burden that no corporation, private or public or whatever has. But that's what Republicans do. They destroy things from the inside. Just the post office is a prime example. They destroy things from the from the inside and then they complain. They set up they they make it sick and then they say, "Look, it's sick." Look what they're doing. Look what they have done. This whole country is a it, 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 the the democratic experiment is hanging by a thread. It's now or never, and I I really hope and I do believe. Maybe I'm being naive, but I do think. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I think that Joe Biden he understands that. That it's uh it's now or never. Either he it becomes FDR. Or the next fascist who the Republicans push into the executive office despite receiving fewer votes. And it will end up like that. And it will be a he. That person will destroy the Democratic experiment for good. Mark these words. I Sometimes I know things. I just know them. But... What was I saying? Oh, yeah. No, because today, I, was, I told you guys, I, I I don't know. It's just a stupid thing. I play this game. I'm, I belong to a team. It's a game. It's a, it's a Game of Thrones game. Uh, it's a worldwide game. I'm on a team. There's hundreds of people on this team. They're all from all over the world. And one of the people on the team is from Russia. And he doesn't speak English, but he uses a translation app to translate his whatever the hell he calls it, thoughts? I don't know. I don't think so. Because he's... And it really got on my nerves today. 
Usually I just ignore and I, and I observe him. It's fascinating, to tell you the truth, because it's sort of like getting a window into, obviously it is getting a window into uh, what's going on in Russia. For, from somebody who, who truly believes in Putin. So, I don't know. I don't often have an opportunity to speak with someone who is a fan of Putin's, for real, who lives in Russia, who's a Russian citizen, but he constantly posts all, through, all throughout Twitler's so-called presidency. He, was, he would post, you know, this team, we're on Discord, like a lot of gaming people have, uh, that's where you go, go and you meet and you chat. And there's, of course, there's the game channel where you talk about the game, and then there's other channels where it's just every, you just chat. So that's where he's, he posts all of his bullshit. And yes, it is super nerdy. <laughs> it is. But it's just something that I do. I don't know. Sometimes it feels like a second job. I get my orders where I have to put my troops and some, you know, I have to send reinforcements here or whatever it might be. It's, um, it's a harmless distraction in my mind. I've always loved video games. I have to tell you when I was a kid, I don't play them anymore. This is the only one I play where it's, uh, like a strategy game. But when I was young, I used to play video games all the time. I would I loved video games. I mean, I would sometimes call in sick to work to play video games. That's how, well, I'm an addict too. So you know that it's hard. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, to be distracted, go dive into some other world without, you can leave your own troubles behind. I played, what did I used to play? Tomb Raider, what are, you know, all those games. I played Grand Theft Auto. Auto, I mean, or order. I can't talk today. Why can't I talk? And what else? Yeah, but this is the only game I've ever played that has that has me on a team with people. It's it's not doesn't cost any money unless you want to buy. Like, of course, with the game, that's how they make money. You can buy certain things that give you an advantage, but. I try not to do that <laughs> because it's price. It, get, it gets pricey. I don't want to, and then I feel like I'm uh, wasting my life. So, and plus, there's so many other things that come before it, of course. But anyway, the point is, I I do enjoy it, but it's it's nice to meet people from other from all over the world. Not everybody is from Russia, of course. Most people are from Western democracies. But I've had wonderful, insightful uh, conversations with people from England, from Ireland, from France, and especially I, we've discussed their health systems because you know that's one of the things that I hope to see in this country before I finally step off this mortal coil that everyone has health care as a right and one of the people on the team, actually, he was that we were discussing the uh, his um, he's from England. So he was talking about COVID in England and the health system. And obviously it's working uh, much better than here. Nobody goes bankrupt over there um, for getting sick. 
But, and he was also, the thing that broke my heart, too, speaking about the guy from England, because he was saying how how sorry he felt for Americans. That's what he was saying. He, he, and he felt, he also mentioned that he felt lucky to be in, Eng, to live in England, to be um, English. He felt lucky to be in a country that had health care. And, yeah, I felt bad that other countries look at us not only shaking their heads, but they also feel sorry for us for being so stupid to allow what to allow, just to allow these oligarch bastards to divide and conquer us so, so decisively that when Obama tried to give the 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 United States the the worst health care plan, the Republican health care plan, all the morons, the precursor to the Trump Anzies, the Tea Party, the teabagger morons, showed up and screamed, screamed how they didn't want government hands on their government health care plan. I, it, it's tedious. This is where. We, this is where we, okay, this is why you don't give the freaks an inch because they will take it all. But the point is, all right, when I was talking about the, the game with the, and the guy from Russia, so all during Twitler's so-called presidency, this guy, it's fascinating because he's po- he's, he posts articles and uh, you know, bullshit, just basic bullshit from Russian news, so-called news. Now, the United States is not the bastion of a free press. I understand that. We are number, f- in the world press index, out of 180 countries, the U.S. is number 45. We have a long way to go. But, but, but in out of 180 countries, Russia is like number 145. So we got, I mean, they, they're not free. They don't have a free press. So there are 100, I think it's 140 because I looked it up after talking to this guy. So it's 140 out of 180 and we're number 45 out of 180. So of course, number one is what do you think? Norway for the freest press. Of course. And it's all those Nordic countries, New Zealand, Denmark, all of the countries that we can learn a lot from and that Republicans are terrified that we will ever, ever look, look across the sea and say, hey, they, could, they do it so much better than we do. Why don't we do it like that because they're for for the republicans and their oligarch oligarch masters this is working fine they're making buku bucks they don't give a shit who dies who's out here who what capital is burning who's out here getting beat up and pepper sprayed or who's got a knee on whose neck who cares for them all they give a shit is they just care about making money. So let me say, 
Apoplectic commie. Russia isn't 140, LOL. Who lo- wrote the list? Okay, let's look it up. Since I'm, I am, I don't want to be called a liar on my own show. Let's see. Uh, it's, I think it's Reporters Without Borders. Let me see. Hold on. Free Press Index. Here it is. Are the re- yeah, that's what it is. Reporters Without Borders, the 2020 Press Freedom Index. So what do you mean it's not 140? Let's see, Russia. Oh, I'm sorry, I was wrong. It's not 140, it's 149. God damn it. On the index. I was mistaken. It's actually worse than I thought. Um, let's see. United States. The free... Uh, well, 45. Isn't that what I said? Reporters without borders. Number one, Norway. And then Finland, Denmark, Sweden, Netherlands. Oh, Jamaica. That's interesting. Oops. Where the heck did it go? I lost it. Uh, Costa Rica, Switzerland, New Zealand, Portugal, Germany, Belgium, Ireland. Number 13, Granny. Hello, why'd you leave, Granny? Free press and healthcare. Excuse me. I'm sorry, I have to bring it up. Estonia, Iceland, Canada is number 16. Luxembourg, 17. Austria, 18, Uruguay, 19, Suriname. How do you pronounce that? Suriname? I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. Samoa, Latvia, Nambia, Liechtenstein, Cabo Verde, Australia is 26, Cyprus, Lithuania, Spain, Ghana, South Africa, Slovenia, Slovakia, France, number 34, number 35, United Kingdom. Number 36, Trinidad, Andorra, Burkina Faso, Botswana, the Czech Republic is number 40, Italy, 41, South Korea, Taiwan, the OECS, what is that, OECS, Ocean, what? It's the, oh, okay. It's the Organization of East Caribbean States. See, I didn't know that. I can't know everything, but I look it up. Right? And then you double check it. And then comes the United States. Right below Papua New Guinea. How you feeling? Good? You feeling proud? But that's what you get. I don't know. Am I wrong? So we can all agree the U.S. has the worst. What was their ranking? We will know how full of crap this list is. I'm not sure what you're saying. You know, just because you don't agree does not mean that everything you don't agree with is full of crap. I'm so sick of this line of thinking. 
Really? And because that's, isn't that easy to negate everything? Oh, uh, that's what the Trump Banzees do. That's what the autocrats do. They've done this to this world where you're everything that doesn't suit well with you is something that you just reject out of hand. Oh, it's full of crap. Yeah, that must be it. The Reporters Without Borders. They have an agenda. What, what, what's the agenda? Really? Okay, let's see who they are. Reporters Without Borders. Let's see. Everything's right on the website. Oh, but I guess it's a lie. It could be a lie. Our finances are... Reporters Without Borders is a nonprofit organization that has been registered in France since 1995 as a public interest entity under France's law of 1901 rsf activities are funded in a clear and transparent and ethical manner every year its accounts are certified by an auditor and published in france's official gazette well they must be lying about that right but mm, fake news fake news fake news let's see who is on their board must be a bunch of, I don't know, liars who, I don't know what they're getting out of sitting on a board about journalists and free press. Must have some other notion in mind. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it's not about the free press. Maybe it's to make the press not free. It's to put the press in prison. Where is it? Where's the board? Pierre Haskey is the chairman. I don't know who these people are. They're all French. Francois Zvignon. Jean-Michel Bossier. Former editor-in-chief of the magazine La Biogle. I don't know how to speak French. Michel or Michel Berger-Miel, former director general of Reuters, Frederick Flegler, publisher of the Monday something newsletter, Paolo Sandoval, a journalist, Elaine Schiloli, another journalist, just a journalist from New York Times must have some maybe she's not a journalist hmm did anybody check Angela Charlton head of the AP in Paris maybe she is not the maybe that's not the head who knows global news director Phil Chetway Elaine Cobb, CBS correspondent in Paris. Bertrand Delacroix, member of the Observatoire de la Dilantange de la Information and former law director of Radio Free France. 
means uh, must be, I don't know what's going on here. What are they getting out of it? I guess I'll just chant, USA, USA. I don't, I, what? I don't know. What? All I want to know is what number they put the U.S. on that list. I said number 45 out of 180. Isn't that what I said? Maybe. I mean, it's okay. And Russia is number 149. And the point is, the reason I brought it up. Okay, yes. I was talking about that guy from the game. And okay. Okay. He So all the during out... During Twitler's so-called presidency, despite receiving fewer votes, this guy, I generally, whatever. I don't say anything because I got other shit to do, like put my troops in uh, Casterly Rock. You know what I mean? I got more important things going on. And so all during the pre- his so-called president, he's, he's posting shit from Russia about Trump how Trump is being undermined and all. Uh, it's just such complete and utter bullshit. So we all know that Twitler is, he loves Putin and he is a Putin puppet. He's Putin's poodle. That's for sure. And Putin is missing. He's already missing his favorite poodle. So during the election, the, the night of the election and oh well no not the night of the election the the day that joe biden officially won and everybody was dancing in the streets like they were liberated from a, a, a dictator in the congo they he was he posted all over this over this discord community about how joe biden sleepy joe biden this is what he was writing will be um it will be revealed how he stole this election and uh, he was really upset and it was annoying. Okay. It really was annoying. And it really got on my nerves even more over the last, however many days. And I, I, and finally I, today I, I said, if only I said, what are you talking about? So what did he say today? Wait, let me open this up. Let me open up my Discord. Because he started in again. about Oh, oh, here it was. This is what it was. How Joe Biden stole the election and how America sucks because look at all the... Look at the democracy. <laughs> LOL, LOL. I mean, everything's through a, a translation app. Because they they're so free. Over there, they have troops in the capital. Oh, that's real democracy at work. Like, this was what he was saying. And that's, well, that's what they're saying all over the world. That's what the dictators of the earth are saying about America. Thank you, Republicans. They, they've disgraced us throughout the world. And, yeah. That's the I had to explain to this freak, this dumbass from Russia, the stupid dupe. Another well, I mean, he lives in a in a bubble in Russia. So I'm the thing about Russia. They Russia opened up 
under after uh, communism fell uh, and people were allowed they used to be really locked down you weren't able to travel they can tr- they can now travel but it's it's become locked down again under putin even more so more of course he has changed the constitution to allow himself to be the ruler from until um i think 2036 or something like that so he will he'll be 82 or in his 80s by that time putin or might be dead who knows and you know i mean we all have one day at a time i'm not saying and it was just really getting on my nerves this fucking guy from russia bashing the united states it was pissing me off and i realized well you know i do i love this country that's why even though i keep saying i gotta get the fuck out of here but probably if i was born in another country i I mean not probably a hundred percent if i was born in ireland i know i would be looking over at us and saying thank god i'm not there but because i am here we got work to do you know what i mean but this, but this fucking guy going on about how this, America sucks. I, I'm just, I'm just over it. He's like, I'm, a, I could say that. You know what I mean? This is my country, our country. Like, shut your, your mouth, you, you dupe. And I said to him, if only you spent as much time fixing your own country as you do knocking my country maybe you wouldn't have a tin pot dictator you know we got rid of our tin pot dictator it's called a free and fair election you should try it sometime so maybe if instead of spewing your bullshit propaganda focus on yourself i don't sit here on this show we don't talk about russia uh, to the point i mean we only bring it up as in context to our country but we're not here telling them, oh, nah, 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 nah. You, look at you. You're number 149. Nah, 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 nah. Right? Well, I'm worried that United States is number 45 on the free press index. We got to get it to number one. So I'm not worried about Russia. Good for you. On the good, Godspeed. Do what you got to do. But shut your filthy mouth. Talking about our country yes nobody said this country is perfect it's far from it we got work to do but that's what pisses me off even more with the republicans look what they've done they give they've given the whole world reason to point at us and say see i told you i told you you couldn't ever get along i told you it could never work it's disgusting. And the propaganda, what the Republicans have done to us for, as far as the free press, and they've made it even worse, which is even more reason that we have to do, we're doing what we do, the show, this show, other shows. I mean, the day we do the show, this, you know, this show, and there's a knock on the door, and I disappear in the middle of the night... I, I, I don't expect that to happen here in this country. But, 
of course, there are problems. Yes, there. And then he's like, what about Julian Assange? And I'm like, is Julian Assange dead? He's not dead. Nobody murdered him. Not like Putin in Putin's Russia. I said, you should worry about all the people, the critics of Putin who have mysteriously died or been disappeared or, or, or break out in sudden cases of, of uh, suicide for no reason. Where nobody ever is like he was on top of the world. Being poisoned. I mean, you're talking hundreds. So, and then, another thing. It just pissed me off. You know what I mean? It, and I'm still pissed about it. I'm glad I have a place to share about it. Because it's fucking annoying. That's how the, the whole world. Uh, uh, but, uh, all right. So this guy, the fact that this is just one person in the whole of Russia. You know what I mean? Obviously, he's feeding at the at the trough of the propagandized press. And just like here, there are dumbasses who like Twitter. There are also dumbasses who like Putin, I suppose. And they only get what they're told. They don't get, they don't have a free press. And they their internet, they may have access to the internet. They, sh- they can get on Facebook and Twitter and all these other platforms. That, but they, they are highly censored and there are also other sites they can't get on at all including linkedin for some reason i have no idea so there's restrictions on the information that they get and the press is controlled it's a state-run media especially of course the news so in the news they're getting all of oh here's what they said here's, here's what he said that um this is what really pissed me off after the election when joe biden won you know with the most votes unlike see republicans they get very confused about that how we mean the person with the most votes gets to 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 actually serve what what is this but, uh, so, okay, he's saying that, this is what he was posting. Wait, hold on, I have to take a drink. This is my coffee. That after the election, Russia, uh, the Russian citizenship site or whatever was bombarded with with requests from Trump antsies who are are afraid they're afraid to live in Joe Biden's America I'm afraid the only reason I'm afraid is because I fear he's not going to do enough to smash the freaks the to to eradicate the cancer in our body politic the Trump antsies the right wingers all of them Every single one of them. And, and you know, uh, yeah, the, the last show, I was like, I can't believe I'm saying it, but good on Liz Cheney. I can't even believe that's coming out of my mouth right now. But no, not good on her. They all suck. They brought us here. 
They lied. They continue to lie. They would still do it. They cheered the con man. All of his lies, they turned their backs on it. Whenever he went to Twitter and tweeted another lie, they, they pretended not to see it. Because they were getting what? Tax breaks for the rich. They were making the rich richer. And that's their primary purpose, to undermine democracy. Not just undermine it, please. They're trying to eradicate it. So we can get to the point where we will be like Putin's Russia, an oligarchy with, with whoever vote, they vote, they vote in Russia. They go out and they go through the pantomime of voting, but then who counts the votes? And that's what made some of Putin's dissenters come down with a, a weird case of poison because they, they, they went out and said, this is bullshit. In fact, one of them actually said, I'm trying to remember the guy's name, but he was like, I'm sick of this shit. We all voted no. Everybody I know, the whole, you know, all of their exit polls and all of their, their, their own polling, the pro-democracy parties and the pro-democracy candidates, they all according to their own statistics, they won. They all, but, but, but Putin counts the votes. So according to Putin, so they're talking about the referendum that allowed Putin to be, to remain in the presidency until he's 82 in, in uh, the year 2036 or something. And they were like, he, there's no way he won. We did exit polls. We did, yeah. people are sick of this shit, but, what are you going to do? Other people are, some people do like Putin. And then the others, this is the way it is all over the world. They just want to get through the day. They don't want anybody coming and disappearing them in the middle of the night. They don't want anybody to uh, block them from whatever, you know, to give them a hard time. They just want to live their lives. And that's what it is. They want to get through life. That's how it happened. That's how autocrats take over everywhere. This is what happened in uh, Nazi Germany. People just don't want to get involved. They look away. Their, their neighbors disappear in the middle of the night. And they're like, oh, I didn't see nothing. They're afraid, too. So, so um, this guy was saying that after Joe Biden was elected, th that all of... This, the the Trumpanzees want to go to, they want to move to Russia. They crash their websites or whatever. And I was like, and I wrote, oh, good. I said, you want to, how, how nice of you to want to take our trash. Get the fuck out then. You can have them. And uh, then the guy said something like, of course, like I said, it's through a translator, but he was uh, uh saying, oh, you're calling 70 million Americans morons? And I was like, yeah, not just morons. I'm calling them racists, too. So, I don't know. Did I stutter? And whatever he was saying, he, he went on to say that Americans want to move to Russia. And I said, listen, you're, you're, you're mistaken. First of all, Trump Anzies, they don't even have a passport for the most part. 
we know this. We have the statistics. Many Americans don't have passports, period. They don't leave. They don't... These are people that can barely speak English. They're going to move to Russia? And they're going to learn Russian. I highly doubt it. So, it was nothing but another... It was just propaganda. But here's... But it came from their... One of their um, diplomats here in the United States... Actually, here's from Newsweek. Russian diplomat, who wrote this article? David Brennan from Newsweek. Wait, hold on. Russian diplomats have been focusing on domestic turmoil in the U.S. as the Kremlin prepares to face a hostile administration led by President-elect Joe Biden and as the world condemned the rearrest of pro-democracy activist Alexei Naval, Naval, I have a hard time, you know that, with some words. Navalny, Navalny, yes, Navalny. Alexei Navalny. That's the guy who he, Putin tried to poison. And then he returned to Moscow and they arrested him again. Because he was, he's an opposition leader. Can't have that. Opposition leader, you got to be a brave person. And Putin, you got to really be a patriot and a freedom fighter to be a pro-democracy activist or anyone running against Putin on a pro-democracy platform in Russia. Cause you will, you will be, um, you, they will try to murder you and they were successful and other attempts to murder journalists to murder. And they mowed somebody down in the shadow of the Kremlin. It's shocking, just as shocking as it was for us to watch those traitors assault the Capitol. Oh, God. All right. So as the final weeks of Twitler's term have collapsed into chaos and insurrection, America's rivals have been gleefully lamenting the supposed decline of U.S. democracy. And guess what, guys? They would be right if Twitler was reelected despite receiving fewer votes, that's for sure. Yeah. That would be the end of American democracy. That would be the decline. That would be it. Because th- all of the damage they've done, everything we have to do, all of the work ahead of us to roll, not just roll back their monstrous policies and their anti-democratic policies, but to ensure it never happens again. And we're not even to the point where we have the majority of the filthy fascist Republican death cult on our side. Even the good ones, quote-unquote, so-called. The good ones? The majority of that irredeemable death cult, they're, they're still... They, they are still trying to have their cake and eat it too. That's what they're doing. They're still trying to pretend they were appalled about what happened at the Capitol, about the traitors at the Capitol, and also jerk Donald Trump's bullshit lie, spread the big lie. Because they were afraid. They were afraid, just like the people in Russia who don't want to get, get dead, be made dead, prematurely they don't say anything they're afraid 
same thing with the Republicans. That's what happens. They they may not be dead, literally, or but they face a figurative death. Right, their their careers, their political careers. That's what I say about Twitter. You know, he may not put these Republicans on a proscription list like they did in ancient Rome, how the end of the Roman Republic, one of the, 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 what are, what's the word? I don't know. The, one of the tactics um, were putting um, opposition, those who opposed uh, the autocracy, they put what uh, Augustus did was put them on. Well, before it was Augustus, he didn't become Augustus until later on. And they only made it was all reluctant. Oh, please, I don't deserve the title. Oh no, right? Er, please, and then the Senate begs. Oh, please, please, become the dictator for life, please. That's how it works. And uh, but he made pers- what was called a proscription list, which was basically a hit list. And anybody who opposed the new regime or what they say the republic would be put on the list when really it was opposite day. It was people who were supporting the republic were being murdered by the autocrat. And but. Twitler does the same thing, he does, but it's metaphoric at this point. And I remember saying in the beginning of this, this nightmare of, uh, well, the whole thing's every Republicans are a nightmare, but this particular nightmare with Twitler that what, what are we going to do when, if, if, and when journalists all of a sudden show up or end up dead? Right? What are we going to do? I, I don't know. What do we do? I, I would hope we wouldn't stand for it. Somehow, I hope that doesn't happen. It's so far so good. But you saw what happened at the Capitol. These monsters attacking the press. Putting their equipment in a pile and setting it on fire. And they think they're fighting for America? Fighting for the Constitution? These fucking scumbags with their screaming at the Capitol Police, what about the Constitution? They, while they wipe their ass with the Constitution. I hate them. Have I mentioned that? That's what, well, I don't want to be like Mike Malloy. You know, he says, have I mentioned yet tonight how much I hate these people? But it's, it's almost unavoidable. So... Once those lines are crossed, there's no going back. It's so, it is that that's why it's important to study history, and I'm really eager to get through the rest of Tom Hartman's book, the the hidden history of American oligarchy, of oligarchy in America, I should say, and I I highly recommend it. But also study the history of other republics that have fallen. Because once you cross those lines, there's no going back. And the same thing happened in the end of the Roman Republic. Once you cross the line of, well, in, in the Roman Republic, there was, they always solved their differences de- democratically, so, so to speak. Of course, 
putting it, keeping in mind it was truly uh, ruled by the rich. It was obviously, and it was a slave society, of course, highly structured, and um, you know, real class distinctions and whatnot. But they didn't. They they didn't solve their differences and with violence it, uh, until the the last days of the Roman Republic. So then everything, all of the civil wars that broke out, and also fi- there was the first actually, um, you know, the uh, Tiberius Gracchus Gracchi, the Gracchi brothers, known as the Gracchi, right? were were murdered to um c- because they were trying to reform the system to be more egalitarian and that was the first time there was a political murder p- believe it or not in the whole uh, you talk about a republic that was uh, at that time around 400 years old so it took a long time for them to cross those lines but once they were crossed, there was no going back. And that's why what we saw at the Capitol and all of the, the lies, Twitler's lies, they cannot be, they can't be um, wished away or they can't be, there's no healing from this until there's true accountability. And there will be no accountability with the traitors still squatting in the office with the Ted Cruz and a Josh Harley and, and what a uh, Lauren Boebert bitch. Give me a break here. That's it. There's none of this shit. I mean, we crossed the line with these Republicans, but we, we with them metaphorically, they're putting um, crosshairs on politicians' faces, Right? Those lines have, that, that, Sarah Palin crossed that line. And then we have Lauren Boebert, her political ad. I'm the nightmare of the squad. Her standing there with an assault weapon with the squad. You know, their faces all like twisted. You know, they catch in that word, whatever worst pose with your mouth open or whatever. I'm the worst nightmare of the squad standing there holding a weapon. You fucking coward. This is a constitutionally limited democratic republic. You got a problem, bitch? Take it to the ballot box. What kind of free and uh, constitutional protector, these pricks, she th- what does she think she is? Standing there with a with a gun, saying I'm the worst nightmare of the squad. You need a gun. You see when they but when they talk about Second Amendment, all of that, allowing them to get away with redefining or or def, or whatever they do, bullshitting, lying, propagandizing the Second Amendment bullshit. That's what de- Democrats allowed them to do that, to get away with it. They didn't say when these fuckers go Second Amendment remedies. How many of you heard the Democrats stand up and say, um, what are they talking about? They all said, oh, yes, that's outrageous. But 
did show me somebody, maybe I'm wrong. Show me a democratic congressperson or whatever leader saying the second amendment does not mean that everybody gets to walk around stroking an assault weapon. If you want to stroke an assault weapon, join the well-regulated militia. You don't hear that from the Democrats because they're too busy pandering to the right wing. They're too busy trying to say, like Amy Klobuchar, I could get these, I could be, get things done with the traitors. I could get things done. What are you getting done with a bunch of traitors who think that they can they can answer their political differences with uh, an M16? You effing moron. Instead, we get the Democrats. What do they do? Walk around. I, 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 my fa- I love a shooting. I love a hunting and making things dead like the next American. I'm, I, I'm, vote for me. I'm like, I'm like them. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Uh, John Kerry, remember him? I'm going hunting today. Who cares? Shut up. Why do we have to pander? You don't see them going on, these monsters, these freaks, who have absolutely no business. Not only do they have no business function or holding a democratic office, they don't have an interest in it either. Clearly, because if you are, you're putting out an ad saying I'm the squad's worst nightmare, holding a gun. What is it? That doesn't say vote for me. I believe in free and fair elections. That says vote for me. I'm a fucking terrorist. God, I hate them. Am I wrong though? No. I'm not wrong. I wish I was wrong. I was wrong in 1972 once. It's the curse of being right. Jesus Christ. All right. Let's go on with this. (sighs) Calm down. Russian diplomats, no strangers to disinformation and goading, have gone on the offensive as they prepare to deal with a new president who has vowed to increase pressure on the Kremlin over its human rights abuses, covert operations abroad, and territorial expansions. And they also, I guess he, this person, who is this again? David Brennan, neglect or forgot. I mean, I guess it's all kind of bunched up in there, but they recently attacked our country. I just says... Uh, they would have attacked it in another time by landing on the beach. They attacked our, uh, you know, they, they, what is it called? Who did they attack? You know, the cyber attack on our government institutions. What are you doing in there? Russia? Fucking around? That's an attack. It's probably worse. Yeah, they hacked, what the hell? I'm sure they don't know about this in Russia, though. What we know about the Russian hack... Yeah, they hacked not only government computers, but corporate, you know, big corporate computers. Massive computer breach allowed hackers to spend months exploring numerous government networks and private company systems around the world. Industry experts say a Russian-mounted... Say... Wait, 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 wait. Industry experts say a country... What? 
mounted the complete hack, and government officials say Russia is responsible. The hackers attacked attached malware to software updates from SolarWinds, a company based in Texas. Medro many, why can't I talk? I feel like I cannot talk. Many federal agencies and thousands of companies worldwide use SolarWinds. Russian Foreign Intelligence Service, the SVR, is believed to have carried out the hack, according to cybersecurity experts. Trump has been silent about the hack. Of course. Because he wants to build a tacky hotel. And he wants Putin to be his best friend. He's actually begged him to be his best friend. That's how pathetic he is. Who wants to be somebody's best friend when they beg? Can you pretty please be my best friend? You little bitch. You dumb little whiny little bitch. Get off. You clingy. Ugh. What do you think is going to happen now that Twitler's out of office? Unless he can supply Putin with classified information, and that's why Twitler should not get any classified information. And I'm sure, I hope, I know Joe Biden. He's not, I don't know Joe Biden, but I mean, I'm sure he's not going to give, if Twitler, I mean, he's basically giving Putin our classified secrets. So... He can't. He can't do that. I'm sure he won't. I hope not. Because it's not a given that you have, that these, it's usually, it's just a courtesy. They get to, they get the classified information. I don't know why. Fuck these courtesies. And F the pardon power, too. Enough of that. Have we learned? Enough. Reel in the kingly powers, please. We don't need a king. I don't know why the hell... Did the founders do that? They should have, maybe if they had to do that, they should have said maybe 10, 10, 10 a, 10 a year? Or is that too generous? Or less, 10 for your whole presidency. Then you see, then you make a choice if that's, if you really feel passionately. Who the fuck are you? You say, oh, the whole country, if we are a free country, this is a, system of laws and these people face their day in court and a jury of their peers said f you guilty who is this con man to get in the way and plus now we know they're selling pardons this of course that's where it goes in any corrupt system like the church used to sell indulgences the catholic church yeah i think i'm gonna can i get a little sin to go here don't put it on my permanent record. So, according to this article, this weekend, Foreign Ministry spokesperson Maria Zakharova seemingly tried to stoke political tensions in the U.S. by claiming that Trump supporters had contacted her inquiring about how to apply for Russian citizenship, fearing persecution under a Biden presidency. Yeah, we're so uh, put upon, these Trumpanzies, trying to give them health care. Poor, poor things. Oh, well, it's probably they don't like sharing 
That's what it is. They, they don't, they feel picked upon and persecuted when they have to share civilization with people who have darker pigment. It's so tough on them. Hard. It's hard to be them, isn't it? They're such victims. In fact, that's what, who is that dumb bitch who said white men are the most persecuted uh, minority in America? That, oh my God. This is where we live. Persecuted. Who said that? It was that other, that one who got kicked off Twitter. <laughs> I need a co-host. I need a producer. Become a patron. And, uh, who is it? What's her name? That one who just got kicked off of Twitter too. She's another winner. And by that, I mean loser. Let's see. Somebody in the chat will tell me. Let's get kicked off. Who the hell was it? What's her name? It's a woman. Banned. Who's banned from Twitter? for 12 hours, I believe. Oh, yes. Marjorie Taylor Greene, that bitch, who wore the Trump One mask. Oh, my God. She's the one who said that white men are the most persecuted minority in America. And that's that's what you got to do and say if you are a Republican female. Right? You got to be a bigger misogynist than the Republican male. You have to be the, you, you, you have to be the biggest bullhorn for white male superiority. The big, oh, the poor, poor thing. You gotta play that victim card. Never ever having to say you're sorry while screaming all lives matter, of course, right? God, these people. Oh, Twitter. Wait a minute. Twitter suspends Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene's account, but not permanently, right? Well, it was just for 12 hours. All right, let me just finish this article. Let's see about this Maria Zakharova. The most, this is what she said. The most frequent commentary, I can't think of the, what's the accent? No, I can't do that accent. I can't even do my own. I mean, my, my uh, Irish accent. The most frequent commentary I receive via social networks from the United States is how to receive Russian citizenship. Prove it. Show us. But. Who cares? If you're an American citizen, go get the, get the fuck out. Go live in Russia if that's what you want. Good. That's what's, you know, we're free to move. Zakharova said in an interview with Rosia One television channel, the state-backed TASS news agency, Welcome to reality, she said, claiming that those contacting her were pro primarily Republicans afraid 
of what would happen to them once Biden is in office. Well, you know how Biden is. He's so vindictive against these Republicans. He's said it all along. I'm going to get them that they're suckers and losers and haters and they're, uh, don't treat them so nice. And that if any harm came to them in the good old days, you know, we've just beat the crap out of them and he would pay their legal fees. Anybody who got in trouble. Remember when he said that? They were afraid what would happen to them once Biden is in office. Well, f- oh, they, it's, it's what this bitch doesn't seem to know, this Zakharova, is that fear is the baseline for Republicans. What do you mean they're afraid? You can ask them if they're afraid w- that the sun will come up in the east. Yeah, they're, they're shaking in their boots. So, they're afraid. The poor things. Yeah, Biden. (laughs) Once Biden is in office. Despite the president-elect's vow to be a leader for all Americans, soon after the Capitol was stormed earlier in the month, Zakharova was among those blaming American democracy for the violence rather than the Trump supporters. You see? who sought to overturn Biden's electoral victory. She told journalists on January 7th, we would point out that the electoral system in the U.S. is archaic and doesn't meet modern democratic standards, like they do in Russia, where you get to be president, and so-called president until third, uh, 2036. And you win like 90% of the vote, too. It's pretty overwhelming, even though everybody that everybody knows voted no, but it's weird. And the American media has become an instrument of political infighting. Well, they got, she's got us there. That's the corporate media. That's why I say become a patron at patreon.com slash You could still do that. Trump supporters' fears of persecution, which is, editorially speaking, is pathological, have been exacerbated by a crackdown on Trump and extremist accounts on social media platforms, plus the steady trickle of charges against pro-Trump rioters who stormed the Capitol um, earlier in the month to overturn election results. Well, there you go. Whistleblower Edward Snowden is the most famous example of an American fleeing to Russia for fear of persecution. Snowden sought asylum in Russia to avoid prosecution in the U.S. for leaking confidential documents detailing the National Security Agency's massive and illegal surveillance of Americans and their allies abroad. And even that statement right there says a lot. Because you wouldn't be able to say something like that in Russia, I'm sure. But, yeah, that's why we're number 45. Giving Snowden refuge was a propaganda win for Putin, who was able to present Russia as a safe destination for those fighting against authoritarianism (laughs) and a government abusing power. Can you believe this shit? 
But Russia is no bastion of unfettered expression of, or political freedom. In recent years, Vladimir Putin, well, President Vladimir Putin, they say, Vladimir Putin's government has significantly expanded control of the internet, censoring dissent and isolating critics. Meanwhile, journalists and activists who have spoken out against Putin's authoritarian regime have been harassed, imprisoned, and even killed. Just this weekend, opposition leader Navalny was arrested in Moscow on his return from Germany, where he had been recuperating after surviving an apparent assassination attempt. Authorities say Navalny had violated the terms of his suspended prison sentence from 2014, which the democracy activist maintains was politically motivated. The arrest prompted quick condemnation from democratic nations, including the U.S. Biden, the incoming Biden National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, said Navalny should be immediately released and the perpetrators of this outrageous attack on his life must be held accountable. Sullivan added that the continued attacks on Navalny are not just a violation of human rights, but an affront to the Russian people who want their voices heard. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov on Monday dismissed international outrage as political posturing. And the Nalave, I'm sorry, I know I'm annoying, arrest as a useful way to divert American attention from the tensions at home. We saw how they latched on to yesterday's news of Navalny's return to Russia. Yeah, they did. Have any of you seen that on the corporate media? They don't talk about that. They go on and on and on about the same... That's the thing about the corporate media. They go on about the same story the whole day. Whatever it is. They pick a story and then every show they have the same talking heads talking about it that's it that's your corporate media that's why you got to support the independent liberal media (sighs) they are glad because it seems that this makes western politicians think that this that they can distract from the deepest crisis that the liberal model of development finds itself in nobody's distracting from nothing We're talking about it. Putin loyalists were quick to jump on the insurrection at the Capitol this month. Konstantin Kasovich, head of the Foreign Affairs Committee in in Russia's Federation Council, said, the celebration of democracy is over. Isn't that wonderful, what Republicans have done to this world? To us arguing that the U.S. has lost its claim on the, as the world's democratic model. Former lawmaker and Putin ally Sergei Markov said, uh, well, he used a common Russian disinformation tactic, falsely equating the Capitol riot, which sought to overturn the results of a democratic election in favor of far-right authoritarianism, to pro-democracy demonstrations against Moscow-backed governments in Eastern Europe and racial justice demonstrations in the U.S. And that's one of the things this 
person did on this Discord chat that I'm a part of or whatever, the Discord, he was saying how, oh, yeah, real free with all those soldiers, 20,000 soldiers in the Capitol. That's real freedom for you. That's real democracy. And I, was, and I explained that those soldiers are protecting the duly and freely elected government from taking it, its position, from being sworn in, protecting that government that the people voted for, that the majority of people voted for, from the autocrat who seeks to overturn democracy. So yeah, that is democracy. We're fighting for democracy. And that's sometimes what it looks like when a filthy fascist autocrat tries to take it over with the help of his morons and dupes. You're calling 70 million people morons? Yeah! I'm also calling, calling them racists. How about that? Well, that all goes hand in hand, though. Morons, racists. You gotta be a moron to be a racist, so... What came first? It's probably the moron, and then you become a racist. You probably come from a long line of morons at that point. Because if you're not a moron... See, if you're not a moron and you are raised by morons, you get the F out. And when your moron, I don't know, mama and papa are going on N-word this, N-word that, you're like, I'm out of here, morons. That's what happens. You don't have to be a moron just because you come from a line of morons. You could be your own person. You could be a, per a normal person. Most of all, what amazes is the awful out-of-control hypocrisy, Markov said on Facebook. This, this is the Russian disinformation Putin ally. The same politicians, experts, and media who only recently justified the seizure of government buildings in Ukraine, Belarus, and the street riots against Trump by supporters of Black Lives Matter and Antifa. You son of a bitch are now categorically condemning the storming of Congress. Yeah, it's the same thing. Street riots against Trump? No, it was social justice. That's what it was. Not riots against Trump. My God. And it's not the same thing. One is bullshit. I'm talking about the uh, Trump Anzies, they're whining and committing treason because they didn't get their way in a free and fair election. And the other is a movement to make a more perfect union. So shut up, Alexa, Sir Guy Markoff and all, and the rest of you. And w worry about your own fucking shithole country. Jesus Christ. Really? Oh, you know, the country that has to put Pussy Riot in jail. God. They're so tedious. But that's what Trump Anzies have done to this country. You see what they, they have given Putin. Not only have the Republicans given Putin everything he wanted, on his wish list, not everything, because they weren't able to accomplish it. 
He wasn't completely able to destroy NATO and get Putin back into the G8. Now the G7, they kicked him out. The Western democracies kicked Putin out because he was he's a murderous dictator who invaded, like Hitler invaded Poland, he invaded uh, a neighboring state, claiming it was always his to begin with, right? That's what they do. That's what all dictators do. That's what that's what uh, Hitler did. Liberate. Liberating Poland. Liberating Austria. It's all liberating. <sighs> it's exhausting. And thank you, Haiku, for your super chat. And thank you, Alex E. For your super chat, Alex E. says, Happy MLK Day, Tara and Chatters. Yep. And, okay, let's go. Let's talk about that. Thank you for letting me share about my interesting experience with somebody in Russia who's spreading anti-American propaganda from from Russia. It's interesting. But anyway, um, the Republicans, as we know, now the Republicans, every MLK day, pay no attention to their racist rhetoric and their, well, their divisive, kiss-up, kick-down, racist agenda that divides and conquers the American working class, now the working poor, what's left of the American middle class, dividing and conquering us along these racial lines so that they can keep concentrating wealth and power in the hands of a few. Uh, that's the game right there. Not that it, you don't really have to be, um, I don't know, you don't have to, it's not the Queen's Gambit here, you know what I mean? It's not, I would just watch the Queen's Gambit, so that's why it's on my mind. Chess, I never played chess. It's very interesting, but I would never, of course, be a uh, chess champion. But you know what I'm saying. That's the game. You don't have to be, you don't have to be a whiz kid to understand it. It's the oldest game that's ever been played. Divide and conquer over greed. It's what it comes down to. But now you see if this were MLK's day, if we were contemporaries of Martin Luther King, the the right wingers they would they would be decrying him as they did then, as a commie, as a socialist. Right? So nothing's changed except time. And that's why the same way I, the, the, the red hat that make America great again, which is a slogan from the KKK, by the way. So America first as well. That's why they are not that hard to unpack, these Republicans. They really aren't. They don't have any thing interesting to say of course they have no ideas their ideas are are old are old and stale pale and stale pale male and stale nothing wrong with male but they're stale but now they have to pretend that they, that they always, they were always on the right side of history, sort of the same way they have to pretend they were always 
championing of uh, Medicaid and Social Security, anything that the American people like and love. Like, oh, well, with pre-existing conditions protected. Now they have to pretend. We will always protect your pre-existing condition. Bullshit. Don't you? I mean, it's, it's, it's such a... Uh, so tedious having to constantly explain. Well, when you're crying about get you get or Obamacare, I hate that uh, Obama. You 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 hate pre-existing conditions protections. But now here, hold on. We have to pretend that Republicans, all of the sudden, love they love. They love, love, loves them's some MLK. So they went out and they got their um, acceptable MLK quotes. They dusted them off and then they took to Twitter. And then I have to say, a lot of people are, they call them out saying, shut your filthy racist, all lives matter and bullshit mouth. And in fact, where, so who was this from the Daily Beast? Wrote an article. Wait, hold on. I got to find it. Daily Beast. Which I found to be the best, um, the best headline that says it all. Republicans, well, cans, he says Republicans, keep Dr. King's name out of your mouth. <laughs> yes. Ernest Owens. The GOP has weaponized the legendary civil rights leader's messages of nonviolence against progressives for years. Enough. He writes. Oh, man. Wait, hold on. Don't even tell me. It locked me out. I'm a member of this goddamn. I hate this. Hold on. I am a member. I, you know what I mean? Of the Daily Beast. It just logged me out. Shit. That's what sucks. That's why I say please become a patron. Because there's like 10,000 subscriptions I have to have. To keep up with everything. Let me say. Fuck. What a pain in my vagina. All right. I should, while I'm doing this, trying to log in, instead of doing that, I should have played. Let's play some of MLK's more socialist. Well, well his message. Whoops. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> Good night. Boom. See? I should just end the show like that. Bye. <laughs> just don't even say goodbye. That's the way it is. That's the Irish goodbye. See? <laughs> That's what I'm going to do from now on. So get ready. <laughs> Hold on, everyone. You, you know what you're getting into when you watch this show. All right, here is. Where is it? Where is it? Here, 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 here we go. 
we must also realize that the problems of racial injustice and economic injustice cannot be solved without a radical redistribution of political and economic power. The other thing I want you to understand is this, that it didn't cost the nation one penny to integrate lunch counters. It didn't cost the nation one penny to guarantee the right to vote. But now we are dealing with issues that cannot be solved without the nation spending billions of dollars and undergoing a radical redistribution of economic power. Yes. It is a crime for people to live in this rich nation and receive starvation wages. The promises of the great society have been shut down on the battlefield of Vietnam, making the poor, white and Negro, bear the heaviest burdens both at the front and at home. We now have the techniques and the resources to get rid of poverty. The real question is whether we have the will Uh oh. There you go. If we have the will. But those, you don't hear them, those quotes coming out of uh, the Republican mouth. And <laughs> let's see. Here's, you know, I'll show you. Let's put this over here. Hold on, hold on. Then they got mad. This is from Fox News, the Fox News website. Oh, poor Bubba's media and Democrats are quick to slam Republicans for praising Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, well, I wonder why. I guess. Oh, you're not racist, right? That's why. Aren't you tired of being called a racist when you know you're not? That was one of the CPAC. <laughs> that one of their CPAC, I don't know, what do you call it? Meetings during, not this year, one year. Aren't you tired of being called a racist when you know you're not? You have a whole seminar on that? You know who calls you a racist. I mean, if somebody is calling you a racist and you're to the point where you have to come up with a whole seminar and a panel at your filthy freak show convention where you and that's your the title aren't you tired of being called a, a racist when you know you're not if you know you're not how come we don't know it let us in on it what do you mean because racist is as racist does and racist says because we don't, we can't read your mind. We can't get into your heart. You could be all ugly and poisoned in your mind and heart. But if you behave like a human being, how would we know? We don't know. You, we just know as you tell us and show us. 
right? So when you start with your bullshit and your, well, we'll start with the fact that your party is a, is a bastion for racists. When you're getting endorsed by the Grand Wizard of the KKK, then I guess you're, you're doing something right by him. When all of the racists think you're a racist, then what, you got to look at yourself. If you're not, that's why when Republicans attack me, when they come on the show, well, not on the show, but they on the chat or whatever, and they say, asshole, or whatever they say, or they go, um, what else did they say? They, they usually spell something wrong. They don't have anything to say. They call, they do, oh, the other thing they say is Trump 2020, right? That's what they'll say. Or Biden pedophile, something dumb and stupid that only highly propagandized morons say, wasting air, time, space, air, everything. Waste of space. That's what who they are. Waste of space, waste of energy, waste of breath, waste of life, sadly. Waste of human DNA. Most specifically. That's what they are. That's why I call them the waste of human DNA. Because you got all that DNA potential. Only a chimpanzee is 99.9%. The same DNA as, as the Trump and Z. And it's only one little, one, one accident of life that they're birthed into this human form. And they waste it. Being a Trump and Z? You don't have, you could be a human. Why be, why be devolved? Why be something that is next to Trump, next to, a chimpanzee, a trumpanzee. I don't know. So, if you, th if everybody's saying you're a racist, uh, to the point where you got to make a seminar to gripe about it, because what do you learn in a seminar like that? I really wish I could go. If I had the, you know, I often said that to myself. I would say, self, should we go to CPAC? And then I was like. No, self, we, there's not enough time in my life to go sit with a bunch of freaks. Really? Why? I can mock them from afar, but I've, I've often said that, should I go to these Trump and Z events? Of course, I would be undercover. <laughs> An undercover Trump anzi. But I don't know. I don't have, I don't know. I'm not, uh, I like hanging out with humans too much. And cats. I like cats too. I like animals, but not Trump anzies. Because other animals are, they're charming. They're cute. They're intelligent. They're fun. They offer things to life. But they don't, but not trumpanzees. Trumpanzees take, and I don't think I have I, I, the energy because it's like an energy drain. 
to be around that much stupidity. Right? So that much sincere stupidity. So let's see. Media members and Democrats were quick to rebuke Republicans who praised the legacy of civil rights icon Martin Luther King Jr. on Monday, assailing them as cynical and hypocritical. Because there's no coincidence that all of the funny business, quote-unquote, all the bullshit that the Republicans said happened during the election, all of the bad things happened there. What bad things? People with darker pigment get to vote? It's bad is relative. That their votes are counted, people with darker pigment, they're not, it's not three-fifths of a vote. It's a full vote. And that's bad. Bad things happen. Here, just an aside, why don't you secede already? Please. Do me a favor. Do us all a favor. Go to Russia. Wouldn't that be good? That, that'll suffice as well. You'll love it there. Your autocrat will love it. He could build his tacky hotel. And you can... Well, you can't walk around <laughs> with your M16. That's for sure, because they have very strict gun laws in Russia. Ironically enough, that, that not ironic. Well, we know what they're doing. They try to, they're trying to tear the country apart. So they, that's why they promoted all this pro-gun shit here. Because they know they want uh, uh, as many Americans dead as possible before they ever hit the beach, right? Before the Russians hit our beaches. They don't need to do that. They can get the dum-dums here to do all the fighting for them, to kill Americans for them, to turn against their own government, the government that the founders entrusted to us. And ironically, well, we, we might play that video from the... Well, I think it was a Washington Post or whatever, the, the longer video from inside where they were screaming, enemies foreign and domestic at the cops. Because the cops who were protecting the Capitol are in the traitor's eyes are traitors. Okay. <sighs> and they're the enemies that are the domestic enemies who are counting the votes from a free and fair election. So when you're certifying the votes of an election that was according to Trump, Trump's own mouthpiece was the most secure election in American history, when they're counting the votes, that's treason. And the Trump Andes are fighting the domestic enemies who are counting the... Uh, it's like... Listen, Trump and Z's. You're the traitors, okay? Enough with your bullshit. When you're watching OAN, you're watching... You're, Pravda. Maybe you're comfortable in that kind of society. So, I think you are. I've, have, I've said it before. You're unfit 
you're unfit to to function in a free and democratic society. That's the bottom line. You lack the maturity because this is a diverse country. Either you evolve or you get left behind and then you get all whiny like a toddler who didn't get ice cream for breakfast. You don't get your way and you don't have what it takes to function in a democratic society. That's why you're like, I'm the worst nightmare of another democratically elected leader because I got a gun. So it's so much easier to have your gun and storm the Capitol than it is knocking on doors. That's that's awkward because then you have to talk to people. I've done it. It's not hard. It's not easy. I mean, just to bing bong. Hello. Can I talk to you about, you know, your local freaking bullshit going on or whatever it is? Then you have to talk to people and you have to say, and sometimes you encounter morons and you have to be polite and patient and educate them and, and hope that it sinks in. But that's, that's too, that's too much for you. Cause maybe you'll go bing bong and somebody wo- opens the door and they're wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt or something. And then what do you do? You're like, all lives matter. Unless they're counting a free and fair election. Then you hit them over the head with a fire extinguisher. And, or you're, you give them tours before. And say, this is our house. So here, this when you storm the Capitol, the, uh, go up here and make a left and a right, and that's Nancy Pelosi's office. So make sure you steal her laptop, and uh, you, we can sell it to the Russians. Because, you know, USA, USA, USA. God, I hate them. And, oh, oh, according to the FBI, a hundred people have been arrested. A hundred? There was a hundred people arrested on a Tuesday night during the Black Lives Matter movement uh, over the summer. What are you talking about? They would kettle people. These scumbags got to fly home, some of them. Oh, God. Let me live to see the end of the Republican Party. And the beginning of a real democratic society that works for all. Please, 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 God. If this is why I was born here, please. And God, uh, you know, when I say God, I mean Nam Yaho Renge Ko, but you know what I mean. All right. It is traditional for public figures to honor King on the federal holiday marking his January 15th birthday. Remember when John McCain voted against, I'm just, uh, just an aside, voted against the Martin Luther King holiday? Let's see. MLK... Right? Am I right? John McCain 
voted against. Yeah, that maverick. Oh, what is this? Oh, in 2008, McCain changed his position on MLK Day. Why isn't this freaking website opening? Oh, yes, of course. Megan McCain says, Daddy, my dad, dad, my dad, my dad, Megan's dad, my dad, 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 dad. She should call herself Megan, my dad, McCain. Megan, my dad, McCain, on Monday defended her father, Senator John McCain, after a Twitter user criticized him for his previous position. Oh, hi, Tara Jr. Jr. Hold on, hold on. Sit, please. What are you doing? You're on the goddamn keyboard again. Everybody. It's Tara Jr. Jr. Tara Jr. Jr.'s back. All right. Woo. Sorry, that's loud. Let's see. Hey, Megan. We remember when your dad voted against making MLK Day a holiday? We all live with regrets, and my father points to this and his stance on the Confederate flag as two of them, McCain said. Well, let's, uh, he wouldn't see. Okay, 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 okay. Here's the thing with Republicans. You know for a fact that he wouldn't. I know he's dead now, but if any, pick a Republican. They don't, uh, they're not on the vanguard of human rights and civil rights and equal justice under the law. Or anything that's decent and that makes America great. Or a more, more perfect union. Never, never, never. They only become the uh, the armchair, whatever. What's the other one? The, the, the tw- hindsight is twenty twenty type leaders. Yes, I regret it because uh, now... Um, you know, it's not politically advantageous. Sort of like one day they'll all be saying, yeah, I regretted my um, vote on uh, marriage equality. Or or well, they'll say, oh, yeah, I regretted my, my complete and utter intransience on universal health care for decades and decades that killed 35,000 Americans needlessly every single year. Uh, Never mind that blood on my hands. I regret it now. And trust me, I'm the champion of universal health care now because that's uh, that's America. This is who they are. They're they're bullshit. They're fake. Fake, well, they're real-ass racists, but they're fake-ass... Patriots, they're fake and cowardly, and they they never stand in the front and say, they, like John McCain, he voted against the MLK holiday because he was, I guess, in his state were a bunch of racists. And instead of saying, hey, look, instead of holding a town hall all over the state and saying, look, 
I'm voting for this holiday because it's the right thing to do and have all of the racist spew their disgusting venom at him. No, he was like, nope, I'm not going to vote for this socialist. I'm a maverick. These people make me sick. Sick, sick, they, and worse than me. They make America sick. <laughs> I'm looking at Errol Thomas. Tara continues to sing a Backstreet Boys way better than them. No way. That's all I know is Backstreet's back. All right. Tara Jr.'s back. All right. Oh my God. Help me. Help me, Jr. All right. Look at this. Look at the hair on my damn jacket. Just from Tara Jr. Jr.'s visit. Tara Jr. Jr. All right. Look at him. He's cute, though, isn't he? Look. Everybody look at the cat. Cute. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like when I do that. <laughs> See, he hates that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love this kitty. I love them all. I can't help it. Sort of like Republicans. Can't help but be the anchors around our national Knicks. Where was I? I was talking about... I just... You know, when you do a show about... Republicans, it's like you go into a rabbit hole. You can go in a zillion directions to point out how full of shit they all are. The Maverick McCain. Now, it, it, it really gets on my nerves. Not just the MLK Day thing, all of it, but their whole, the Democrats revamping him presenting him as the model. No! They suck. They all suck. As you can see, I'm not just saying it's not an opinion. It's not, well, I guess it's an opinion. It's not just a feeling. It's a fact. Do you think, okay, this is a fact. Do you think that, uh, let me ask. I'm going to raise my hand. Joe Biden, excuse me, Mr. President. Is it? Do you think that people who voted against the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday suck? What do you think? What's, their, what's your opinion on people who don't believe we should have an MLK Day? We shouldn't celebrate the, the life and accomplishments and the way that MLK made a more perfect union by changing the direction of this country. Well, we have a long-ass way to go. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think they suck? you think people like that are honorable? Because I, all I keep hearing now, these Republicans, the ones who are uh, saying that they hate Donald Trump, and you know, with good reason, like every normal person does, but 
they're still not quite they haven't made the whole um transformation by disavowing their entire republican way in their history but they keep saying i hear i keep hearing some people say i'm a john mccain republican and that gets on my nerves because it's like fine people make mistakes people evolve people grow i've evolved my ass please but how much have you evolved you're talking about you know i mean this is i guess you can go do this with conservative democrats and joe biden and we do we have as far as his whole uh, social security going against social security. I mean, Joe Biden was not my first choice. I'm hoping he has, I'm hoping he'll want to channel FDR more than Barack Obama did. That's for sure. And if he channels FDR 10% of the time, that'll be more than Barack Obama. But, I mean, God, McCain still even though it doesn't what does it take right so he became a nemesis of Trump they should have all been Trump's nemesis it shouldn't have even gotten to this point could you imagine if all of the Republicans held together and stood firm Oh, they'd be primary. What's so what? You got to fight. God. Well, it's sort of like, what can you do? You you created the monster and then you unleashed the monster. Then the propaganda channels did their job. It wasn't just the politicians. The Republican politicians would never, wouldn't have... Um, had to deal with Twitler if it weren't for their propaganda channels. That's really the truth. Let's see. What did... Uh... Eh, whatever. I don't want to go into John McCain history at this point. But, so, the Republicans are all feigning... They're feigning outrage that anybody would ever point out that they should keep MLK's name out of their mouth. They're, oh, huh, huh, my stars. They're calling me a racist. Look at Joni Ernst. Wait, that's the wrong page. Teresa Greenfield tweets, well, Johnny R. said, do you believe systemic racism exists here? Johnny R. says, no, I don't. But today, she tweeted, today we honor the life and legacy of, a, of the great Martin Luther King Jr. Let's join together and reflect on Dr. King's message of achieving equality and justice for all. Let's hear her, which quote she picked. An enduring legacy of... Oh, uh-oh, 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 I'm sorry. It's not 
MLK speaking. It's Joni Ernst giving her recap. We honor the incredible life and enduring legacy of Dr. Martin legacy. Luther King Jr. Dr. King awoken the conscience of America to stand up against racial injustice and gave voice to those who had long been denied the promises of America simply because of the color of their skin. He did so through peaceful protests and eloquent words that spoke to the very soul of America, reminding us who we are and who we must continue to strive to yes. become. I have a dream that one day, this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Like the sound of freedom ringing from every mountainside, Dr. King's words continue to echo through history, growing louder each day. With fresh wounds from injustice, we need no further me, reminders lady? as to why our shared destiny as a nation and the preservation of freedom for all is entirely dependent upon fulfilling Dr. King's dream. Let's join together and honor Dr. King's life and mission of achieving equality and justice for all. Wow. No shame in their game, eh? These right wingers. Let's uh, one day, the dream. All of us can be nice, and get along, and not best pester anybody. When somebody steps on your neck, don't go out in the street. And when you vote in an election, just understand that. You got to vote. Voting right means voting white. And one day, Dr. King said, we will be together. We are. We're together. <laughs> we are together. We must also realize that the problems of racial injustice and economic injustice cannot be solved without a radical redistribution of political and economic power. The other thing I want you to understand is this, that it didn't cost the nation one penny to integrate lunch counters. It didn't cost the nation one penny to guarantee the right to vote. But now we are dealing with issues that cannot be solved without the nation spending billions of dollars and undergoing a radical redistribution of economic power. Yeah. What? What? Redistribute? What? 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 It's a crime for people to live in this rich nation and receive starvation wages. What? Well, well, um, uh, that, that, that sounds like socialism. The promises of the great society Are you a capitalist? have been shut down on the battlefield of Vietnam, making the poor, white and Negro, bear the heaviest burdens both 
at the front and at home. We now have the techniques and the resources to get rid of poverty. The real question is whether we have the will. What? What about um everybody um uh, being nice? Huh? Just be nice to your betters. Right? Maybe one day you could be a billionaire. Okay? MLK? Otherwise, what are you, uh, a, a taker? Are you a taker or a maker? That's not America. That's not freedom. Freedom! Well, you know what else Martin Luther King said? He said, I imagine you already know that I am much more socialistic in my economic theory than capitalistic. Capitalism started out with a noble and high motive, but like most human systems, it fell victim to the very thing it was revolting against. So today, capitalism has outlived its usefulness. What? He also said, in a sense, you can say that we are involved in a class struggle. What? He said, one day we must ask the question, why are there 40 million poor people in America? And when you begin to ask that question, you're raising questions about the economic system about a broader distribution of wealth. When you ask the question, you begin to question the capitalist economy. And I'm simply saying that more and more, we've got to begin to ask questions about the whole society. All right, here's another one. Capitalism forgets that life is social and the kingdom of brotherhood is found in neither in the thesis of communism, nor the antithesis, how do you say that? Antithesis, sorry, of capitalism, but in a higher synthesis. Call it democracy or call it democratic socialism. But there must be a better distribution of wealth within this country for all of God's children. What? That's not America, right? <laughs> the evils of capitalism are as real as the evils of militarism and the evil of racism. I am now convinced that the simplest approach will be will prove to be the most effective. That the solution to poverty is to abolish it directly by a now widely discussed manner the guaranteed income. The curse of poverty has no justification in our age. It is a socially as cruel and blind as the practice of cannibalism at the dawn of civilization, when men ate each other because they had not yet learned to take food from the soil or to consume the abundant animal life around them. The time has come for us to civilize ourselves by the total, direct, and immediate abolition of poverty. You can't talk about solving the economic problem of the Negro without talking about billions of dollars. Oh, this is one of the quotes from the, from the clips. So, 
I'll move on. We are saying that something is wrong with capitalism. There must be a better distribution of wealth, and maybe America must move towards what? Democratic socialism? If America does not use her vast resources of wealth to end poverty and make it possible for all God's children to have the basic necessities of life, she too will go to hell. See? That's uh, MLK that Republicans want us all to forget. And I'm, I'm really sick of that too, because this is what they do. They rewrite history, they, re- they take our heroes, and they turn them into, I don't know, corporate-sponsored nothings. MLK. These are the same people who, if, this w- if MLK were alive today, what would they be doing to him? They would kill him again, just like Jesus. If Jesus was alive, they'd crucify him again. They would call him, what it, this is what they did during MLK's day, call him a socialist, call him a communist, call him anti-American. These people make me sick. So, Republicans, really, they are always, always on the wrong side of history. That's, well, that's how you can, that's how you judge them. Just like now. They're on the wrong side of history now. They're on the wrong side of reality. And history will not remember them with fondness. I'm telling you. So if you're a Republican, you happen to be watching this show. As happens sometimes. If you feel like calling me a dyke, okay. But try, try, wake up. Wake the hell up. Don't spend your life as a sucker. An all-day sucker of a con man. And it's going to be great on Wednesday. Won't that be nice to finally get rid of that fucker? And you know what he's doing. He's planning a bit. We talked about this on the Saturday show. He's planning a 21-gun salute for himself. And, um, well, the toy soldiers, he, he's planning on, um, he wants a flyover. That's what it, all, all at taxpayer expense. Right after he, he loots the White House and sells pardons. What else is he going to do? It's disgusting, though. That this is what he wants to do for himself. It's not like the military is like, sir, sir. Because you know how he loves to call, to recall fake stories where everybody calls him sir. Sir, sir, Mr. President, Twitler, whatever your name is. Please, sir, let us give you a 21-gun salute and a red carpet. And when you come down that red carpet, let there be a, a lot of hot models on the other end, who will all praise your, your, your nothing wrong in that department, like you said during the debates, remember? We'll all call you wonderful and, and your physique. 
nothing can ever ever meet the the, the manliness of your inherent beauty these people uh, they think that's okay what do you think let me ask let's play the what if obama game what if obama what if obama did that not only did let's say obama didn't meet twitler at the at the uh, white house which twitler can't do that because he's not man enough you little tiny pricks He's not man and he's not human enough. He's not human enough to function in democracy. So he can't meet the person who whooped his ass thanks to we the people who are sick of your shit, you republican, your republican bullshit. So he can't meet Joe Biden at the White House and say welcome home, sir. Because he's not man enough. But imagine if Obama did that. No, Obama had class. Unlike these right-wing freaks, these white-ass devils. But instead, let's say Obama. What if Obama decided not to meet the glorious dumb Fiora and went off to a local military base to make them parade in front of him. He was getting his Kim Jong-un send-off he always wanted. But let's say Obama did that. What what would you think the damn filthy fascist traitors, Republicans would do? What what do you what do you think the 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 feigning of the outrage level? How high would the would it go? Definitely off the charts. Trump to hold a... Over here, from the Independent. Trump to hold a departure ceremony at a military base. Let's see. It will include a color guard. Because you're... Because the soldiers who are in the color guard, they, they gotta rehearse. It looks really cool. So... To perform for the dumb leader, the the glorious Dim Fiora. And even a 21-gun salute. A red carpet. A military ban. Trump, who was impeached for two, two times. Two, in, two impeachment, two-time loser, on top of a six-time bankrupt, on top of a less-vote-getting con man, serial bankrupt sexual predator with a fake university and a multi-level marketing vitamin scam. Let's all 21 gun salute that fucker. Maybe the gun will slip. Don't aim in the... Don't be so nice when the gun goes up, go down. That would be the fitting. Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> instead of a salute it's a uh it's a surprise execution <laughs> surprise <laughs> uh, 
liberal talker says she wants Twitler to be executed. Legally and peacefully, though. Only, I don't want him extrajudicially executed. I want him to get his just desserts. He likes executing people so much. Why not? Why shouldn't he try it? Right? He, why don't give him something he loves so much? <laughs> I just, I'm laughing, uh, uh, thinking of the image. The like, ready, you know, ready, aim. Be like, welcome, Mr. President. Ready. Aim. And he'd be like, what? And he realized what happened. And then we would have a party. The whole country. It would be like, back streets, back, all right. <laughs> I was trying to find a nice cheer, but I couldn't find it fast enough. Back streets, back, all right. I got to get some more sound effects in here. It would be like strike and 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 strike until you have victory for every enemy that is aligned against you. Let there be that we would strike the ground for you will give us victory. God, I hear a sound of abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of victory. All right. I hear a sound of an abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. We well, you know that goes on for another 10 minutes. And strike, and strike, and strike, and strike. I hear cats meowing. Who is that? Ah, shit. I pulled my headphones out again. And strike, and strike. I pulled my heads, headphones out. And strike. Ray? Where are you? Where is Ray? When you need him. <laughs> back streets, back. All right. Well, what are you going to do about Republicans? They're the worst. Let's see. Who else is on this article? I wanted to... Hold on, hold on. I love when they feign outrage. Can you believe... They, they've criticized us. How dare they criticize us for saying that we, uh, we wish that everybody can, um, be judged by the content of their character, just like MLK said. My God. Yep. How about the 138 cons who... Well, well, let's see, in the House and six in the Senate who voted to overturn the results of a free and fair election after a mob 
demanding that they overturn the election, storm the Capitol. This is after, you see? So, Jesus Christ. What are you doing, you freaks, Republicans? So, yeah, economic equality, that's the dream. That's Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream. And this is also why we, on this show, and I hope others eventually, we talk about universal health care, universal higher education, living wages, retirement security, and funding education, higher education, including all education, out of taxes instead of the gen- instead of property taxes that's how we heal start to heal this country economic equality we're in this together we have to get that message to joe biden really i'm not kidding i told you i wanted to write him a letter not that he who knows if he'll read it it has to it's not just me we all have to start pushing i've been doing my Whatever, the best I can. You've been helping, of course, yes. Being a patron, funding the show, helping the show, helping spread the word. That's how we're going to move forward. Because we do have the answers. That's the answer. Okay? How, How do we know that's the answer? Well, first of all, the Republicans, they're already... All on Fox News, they're already start talking about commun- communism. So everything Joe Biden's going to do, even when it comes to the fixing, finally doing something about this pandemic, they're, they're already crying about communism. What do you expect? So we, if we... We're going to meet these efforts, the resistance about fixing this pandemic. And not how do you fix a pandemic? Yeah, doing something about the pandemic that these monsters let go out of control. They're calling that communism. Okay? Yeah. Fox and Friends brought on Representative Michael Waltz who called it a bailout package for the blue states with bad policies and lockdown policies. Fuck you. How are we going to work with them? I hope Joe Biden doesn't wait until his second term to realize, you know, like Obama did, to realize that these people weren't going to meet him halfway. They're not even going to meet him anyway. And the Republican Party needs to be crushed. Legally and peacefully, of course. The sh- uh, Fox and Friends also fear-mongered about the praise of, a, of the plan from Bernie Sanders, who called it a very good start. Wow, they said. If the socialist likes it, that tells you everything you need to know. Fuck you, Republicans. You son of a bitch. Because just like MLK said, Republicans, they like socialism just fine. This country has, has, what did MLK say? 
This country has socialism for the rich and rugged individualism and rugged socialism for the rich and rugged individualism for everyone else. Well, for the poor, he said. And that's it. That's what we have to keep on. You know, strike and strike and strike and strike. We ha that's what we have to do. And strike 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 that's and right. strike and strike and strike socialism for the rich for every enemy that is aligned against you rugged individualism for everyone else for you will give us victory god victory 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 abundance of rain i hear a sound of victory yeah so after throwing out trying to throw out black votes now they're going to praise mlk they got no shame. They really don't. They're disgusting. So that's why, actually, you know what I was thinking of? They make me sick. Well, I always think of that. But I, it, I was reminded, I reminded myself, I said, self, remember when those filthy fascist bastards, when they had a debate, this is how... How tedious they are. Where is it? Oh, remember that it was during when Twintler was running and there were still 50 Republican candidates. And it was, it, it was, they discussed the putting Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill. Wait, I'm going to play this here. This year, the Treasury Department announced that a woman will appear on the $10 bill. What woman would you like to see on the Not the 20 the 10 What does it matter? You know what I mean. $10 bill. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um Ooh, that's a tough one. Because there are no women worthy of it, right? I'm just playing this because it's just another example of a really all these white fuckers and Ben Carson that they they're unfit this is a modern nation a, a diverse nation of 320 million diverse people and it's about time we late we leave these goddamn crackers these albatrosses where they're comfortable in history's trash pile. Clearly, that's where they're comfortable. So they could quote MLK and pretend it was all about let's all get along, let's hang out. They don't... See, you could be somebody with... Even during MLK's day, you could be a person with darker pigment and be accepted by them as long as you know your place. You see, as long as you can be a human shield for them. So they don't want real change or real economic justice or they, they talk about social justice. Well, what about Black Lives Matter? Huh? Why does that trigger you so much saying that? Why does it bother you? Really? You got to look at that. It's sort of like being a closet case when, you know, closet cases are always 
so uh, rabidly. Oh, I don't like. Uh, don't sh- shove it in my face or whatever. When it betrays, that betrays that you're just a closet case. So when somebody says Black Lives Matter, why does that bother you so much? If you if you understand, yeah, Black Lives Matter, of course. And all lives matter. If all lives mattered, we wouldn't have to say Black Lives Matter. I get it. But why does that bother you then? Because people who are who understand that doesn't they don't get nuts about it they don't they they get it they they say yeah i'm with that let's go enough of this shit we're tired we want a more perfect union we're in this together we don't want them we don't we want to remove the cudgel away from the oligarchs we want to take that 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 wedge that they've driven between us we want to disarm them so we can finally have a country that works for all that we could be proud of more than an aspiration we want an effective democracy of by and for the people that promotes the general welfare over the welfare of the one percent can we do that And when we have policies that we don't have to make carve-outs for people with darker pigment so they can't enjoy, you know, the great prosperity. So let's do that, okay? Let's be that shining city on a hill that you freaks, Republicans are constantly going on about. It's not even an original thing either. Reagan ripped it off from somebody from whatever, another from England in another, I I don't know when, another century. And then these efforts keep repeating it, sort of like, I have a dream. They, uh, They say shit and they don't know. They don't, I mean, really, God. Okay, well, let's just play this because it's annoying. You know, I'm big on uh, that we were, and I love what Bobby oh, said. About- oh, yeah. That's a tough one. Who would you put on the $10? What woman would you put on the $10 bill? That's a tough one. What a, t- what a bitch. That's a tough one. Because there's no women deserving. How about Sarah Palin? She's got, uh, she's got ovaries, right? I don't know. What woman? Oh, that's a tough one. That really irritated me. $10 bill. Ooh, that's a tough one. Fuck um, you. You know, I'm big on uh, that we were, and I love what Carly said about women's suffrage. I think uh, Susan Yeah, DeAnne- this is the one who probably, I don't know, I'm sure he's all about keeping our heritage and shit, but keeping statues of traitors and racists. Oh, that's a tough one. F you, you fake doctor. Then he might be a good choice. Governor Huckabee. That's an easy one. I put my wife on there. It's embarrassing. My wife. How about your mama and your grandmother? Oh, that's... I have a mother. I have a... My wife. That's an easy one. This is for those on the podcast. That's uh, Huckabee. That's an easy one. I put my wife on there. (laughs) I've been married to her 40... 
That's easy. I'd put my wife on there. <laughs> I've been married to her for 41 years. I mean, could you imagine? She deserves a medal. I climb on top of her, and we made, um, we made that um, Sarah Huxtaby Sanders. Could you imagine? I mean, that goes to show you, yeah, uh, she, my, my wife really deserves it. After all, she, she breastfed little Sarah Huxtaby Sanders, and trust me, Sarah Huxtaby Sanders sucks. So she deserves to be on the medal, or, I mean, not the medal, the money. <laughs> Is that, does that qualify? Uh, an American woman? Yes, let's all put Mrs. Huck, Huxterby. You know, she likes to go by Mrs. Huxterby because she's an old-fashioned gal, back, m hearkening back to the days when women were property, as it should be. When you had to, a, a man, as it should be, had to declare their wives along with the pr property when they when they, you would arrive in the United States, and they say, can you declare your property? And they'd say, well, we have some chickens, a cow, and uh, my wife. And, um, but that's when men were men and women knew their place, and also black people. So that's why um, we, we want to make America great. One year, she's fought cancer and lived through it. She's raised three kids, five great grandkids, and she's put up with me. I mean, who else could possibly? Oh, my God. And did she buy your diabetes cure? Your fake diabetes cinnamon cure? You see how disgusting these people are? You know, because Huckster B, he, he's, he hucked, he, he's a huckster who... They all go on some kind of scam. Yeah, uh, Twitler had his multi-level marketing vitamin scam. Then this one, Huxterby, had his scam, his diabetes scam. And then Bob Dole sold Viagra. They, they're all hucker, hucksters, grifters. Oh, yeah, she had cancer. She survived this. She survived. She put up with me. <laughs> she deserves it because, you know what? I can't think of another fucking woman that should be on that because I'm... who? who uh, women matter? Is that sort of like saying um, black lives matter? I don't know. All I know is w white men are the most oppressed, oppressed ever. Just ask my wife. <laughs> on that money, other than my wife, and then that way she can spend her own money in her face. <laughs> oh, yes. Senator Rubio? I'm sorry, Senator Rubio. I'm sorry. I know we all look alike. Huh? <laughs> Just the senators. What the fuck? What? Senator Rubio? I'm sorry, Senator Rubio. I'm sorry. I know we all look alike. Huh? <laughs> oh. Just the senators. Shut your the, hole. Uh, Rosa Parks. <laughs> oh, yes. American that changed the course of history. Senator Cruz. Okay, here we go. Rosa Parks. Because they all, they don't know. First of all, if they are the bus driver in the Rosa Parks story. Well, I wouldn't change the $10 bill. I'd change the 20 I'd take Jackson off and oh. I'd leave. 
Alexander Hamilton, right where he is, is one of our founding fathers. Uh, and I All very right. much agree with Marco that it should be Rosa Parks. She was a principled pioneer that helped change this country, helped remedy racial injustice. And, and that would be an honor that would be entirely appropriate. Racial injustice, help remedy it. You know, because if, trust me, if this were the days of Rosa Parks and I was driving that bus, I'd say, get back in the bus, get to the back, lady. Know your place. You know that's what would happen. They all go for Rosa Parks, too, because it's, it's sort of like they cheating off these other's, other's tests. Dr. Carson. I put my mother on there. Oh, you know, my she God. Was, uh, one of 24 children got what married a at joke. age 13, had only a third grade education. My mother. It's not a question about who is your favorite woman. This is a question. Who should we put on the money? Who should be honored? Like the one of the founders. Not, did you have a nice mommy? I think my mother, she did such a good job sweeping and cleaning and wiping my ass. Yeah. We should all vote. Let's all vote. Put mama. How about ben, Mrs. Ben Carson's mama? I hate these people. You, you, I'm, you understand. I can barely talk at this point. They are unfit. Here's, this is the overarching theme. Yes, my wife, my mother. It's all about me, though. Me, me, me. Oh, uh, because you know what? They, they don't know any women to put on there. Oh, Rosa Parks. Yeah, okay, that sounds good. Oh, gee, that's a tough one. That's why the one who went first was like, shit. This is a tough, 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 toughy, tough one. Because you mean women are supposed to be honored what they're not supposed to be shut your mouth be uh, the madonna in uh in your in your life and then uh the you know whore in the bedroom or whatever the fuck you fantasize about that you trade up every couple of years to raise two sons by herself oh, shut up used to be a victim wouldn't let us be victims and has been oh because the, is that you hear the over... This is Ben Carson talking for those on the podcast. Uh, oh, refuse to be a victim. So everybody else who, like MLK, who points out this the racial, social, and economic justice in this racist-ass country, they're victims. That's what they're saying. Yeah, and that's the message. You get it? From the Republicans. She, she refused to be a victim. She refused to raise us as victims. Now, we're not, because guess what? We're not victims. We're Republicans. We're dupes. We're human shields. Oh, my God. So anybody who ever points out, I just can't find the goddamn wire, um, the race, racial injustice, they're victims. That's what they're saying. This is what the message is there. Scummy scum inspiration for many people why are you applauding moron well because she's been sitting for three hours i think my daughter ivanka who's right here <laughs> other than that we'll go with rosa parks i like that 
I yeah, like that. We'll go with Rose. Yeah, fuck it. Go with Rose. I think my daughter, I like to fuck her. And that means that she's, uh, she's, she's worthy. You know, because that's the best compliment I could give abroad. If I want to stick my smaller than average Mario Kart, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the, you know, the Mario Kart looking penis that um, Stormy Daniels talked about. But I swear, I told you up here, no problem there. No problem. Remember the last debate when I said I, my penis size, I have no problem with? Because this is the kind of Republican debate we we have devolved into. That's why the Republican Party is an irredeemable death cult that deserves nothing more or less than its place in history's trash pile. Forever and ever, amen. Yes, my daughter Ivanka should be on the money. Who the... Who? Who? Do you think... I mean, if, if, if this were the Democratic um, debate, what do you think? This, would Democrats, no, no, I'm answering my question. Democrats wouldn't stand for this shit. That's why the Democratic Party doesn't have a clown show like this. You could say what you say about the Democrats, and I do. The corporate Dems need to be kicked to the curb and said goodbye. Their their demo, democratic process, whatever the hell, the DLCs, the corporate lick spittles, they need to be purged from our party. Just like the entire Republican Party needs to go. They need to go. Go to history's trash pile. You you want to be there. You're comfortable there. My daughter, Ivanka. Other than that, Rosa Parks, I like that answer. Good one. Yeah, whatever. For three hours, I think my daughter, Ivanka, who's right here. <laughs> Other than that, we'll go with Rosa Parks. I like that. Governor Bush. I would go with uh, Ronald Reagan's partner, Margaret Thatcher. Probably illegal, but what the heck? <laughs> Since it's not going to happen. Oh, my God. You see, I can't think of anybody in America. So let's go with fucking Margaret Thatcher. That bitch. They love Thatcher because she, like all Republican, well, all conservatives, excuse me. Uh, she upped the suicide rate in England. That's what happens. She's destroyed unions, sent people into the bread lines, you know. Conservatism, divide and conquer, especially along racial lines. She was a hard-ass bitch who couldn't give a shit about the destruction she caused while she funneled money into the arms of the rich. But he couldn't think of an American. No, I can't go with mom. I can't go with sister. I can't go with the daughter I want to fuck. Uh, I got to say, yeah, uh, Margaret Thatcher. Uh, someone who's not even American. <laughs> a strong leader is what we need in the White House, and she certainly was a strong leader that restored the United Kingdom to greatness. Governor restored Walker. it to greatness, meaning she destroyed it. 
So I got to say the. I mean, God, the hate and ignorance and stupidity of the Republicans. Person Huckabee, thanks a lot for making the rest of us look like chumps up here. But uh, uh, I put Clara Barton. I once worked for the American Red Cross. She was a great founder of the Red Cross. Oh this wow, he had a long I time to change think. the ten dollar oh, bill shit. or the twenty dollar bill. Because I'm honestly, a, it's a because gesture. I'm a good woman, and I say, as a good Republican woman, that no thing should ever change in our male-run uh, patriarchy the way Jesus wanted it. So, as a good Republican woman, I will never stand up for a woman, be it in a stupid question like this or real life. So, don't worry, fellas. You could vote for me. I hate women, too. I hate women just like you hate women. And I know women, even women who are Republicans, they need, they hate women. We've, we even have them on tape saying, I won't vote for Hillary because, you know, that's a man's job. That's what they think. What if Hillary, one of them actually said it on Daily Show or something like that. She was like, what if Hillary gets her period? And then she blows something up because, you know, how women have such a long history of getting their periods and and driving the world into war. Unlike men. Okay, let that sink in for a minute. First of all, getting their how does it that that's so misogynistic, but it's also ignorant. They're such a they're so stupid. On so many levels. Hillary doesn't get her period anymore anyway, okay? You dumb, dumb, dumb embarrassments, you wastes of human DNA. Even, but that's besides the point. Hillary will get her period and, and drag us into a war? as opposed to all the men who don't get their periods and drag us into wars from the from time immemorial <laughs> i can't handle it i don't think it helps to change our history what i would think is that we ought to recognize that women are not a special interest group when women are the majority of this nation we are half the potential of this nation, and this nation will be better off when every woman has the opportunity to live the life she chooses. Whatever the fuck that means. But what's the question? I wouldn't change. Let's remember, her answer was, I wouldn't change a thing. What we would all. Could you imagine having to endure? Please, people, stop. Okay, all right. What am I trying to say? I, I'm just saying I don't want to ever have to endure another Republican president. Please. Yes. White Rabbit says Donald Trump has been on his period for the last four years. It's true. He's on the rag, that bitch. <laughs> What, whatever that stupid speech she just gave, too. I wouldn't change a thing. 
Don't ever change. That's what it means to be a conservative. Don't ever change anything, even if changing means being better. Better off when every woman has the opportunity to live the life she chooses. Whatever, bitch. That's what we want. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, but, you know, let's applaud. Governor Kasich. It was probably not uh, maybe legal, but uh, I would pick Mother Teresa. The la- <laughs> yeah, it's not uh, probably legal. That's probably how all Republicans start their day. Well, this isn't um, probably legal, uh, but um, can I get a bribe for a pardon? that I had a chance to meet a woman who lived a life so much bigger than her own, an inspiration to everyone when we Unlike think about every our Republican. responsibility to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Yeah, Governor except Christian. for anybody who's got darker pigment or gays or anybody who you can get some political advantage by kicking down on. Yes, we want to think about everybody except that we don't. Oh, my God, these people. Uh, I think the Adams family has been shorted in the currency business. Uh, Our country wouldn't be here without John Adams, and he would not have been able to do it without Abigail Adams, so I put Abigail Adams on the bill. All right. Oh, please. If anybody at the Mint was... Abigail Adams. What? Oh, God. He had a whole line of morons to think about it. Oh, my God. All right. It's 1130. Hi, Ray. Where are you, honey? Come here, boo-boo. He's such a bastard. He runs. He's... He's a baby. Ray, Ray. Ray, Ray. Where is Ray? Where is Ray? That's what I say. But... But he just goes away. What are you gonna do? Ray Ray, I hear you. Where are you? Where the heck is he? Ray? Come on, honey. Ray Ray. All right. Be like that. What the? Is there a ghost in here? Oh, hi. It's Francis. Get over here, Francis. Come here, boo boo. Everybody, there's a special guest star. Come here, Bobo. He ran away too. I think they're I think they're chasing each other. That's probably what's going on. There's another drama unfolding behind us. Come here, Francis. Come here. Come here, Bobo. Come here, Bobo. Come here. Oh, he doesn't want to come. All right. They're too they're busy chasing each other, so they're hyped up. All right, my friends, my friends, my friends. Guys, all right, enough. Now I hear hissing. Stop. Stop it. My friends, my friends, guys, guys, guys. I don't know. Should we have a show tomorrow? I don't know. We might. It's fun. I need a show. We need to get together as much as possible. 
I know. <laughs> the BLM cat needs more James Brown music, is my guess. Maybe. He's still a baby. He's a baby. And he lived, he had a tough first six months of his life. So, you know, he's kind of scared of humans. Not me, but everybody else. And he's, I think he's settling into his indoor life. I think he's, he's a sweetheart. He really is. He had the good sense to ask for help. And he's getting, I think he's settling down to the fact that he doesn't have to uh, fight over food or suffer. That he's got enough. Where are you? There he is. Ray, Ray, Ray. All right. He just ran by. All right, my friends, my friends, let's all, I can't wait till Wednesday. I feel like it's almost like a, a kid on Christmas Eve. It's so Tuesday. I'm also scared that these fascist bastards are going to do something. Of course, they're going to try, but, and I also want to see a lot more arrests. That's been fun watching them arrest, be get arrested, but it's also frustrating because there should be thousands the, they should have just shut the whole capital down and arrest 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 pull up the buses that's it lock the doors all right guys 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 you're the greatest. Thank you all for hanging out. Please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Join Rockfin. Go over to Rockfin. Make an account. And follow. Follow me on Rockfin. Follow me on other places. I don't know. Share the show with your friends. Everything else you have to do. I get it. It's a lot. But I don't ask for much except for you to become a patron and other things. But, hey, I'm here. I'm trying. I'm, we're doing it anyway. Remember what I say. It is true. You know it. We will win. Because we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. And... We will win. My name is Tara Devlin. We stick together. We win. I will see you very soon.